0: Welcome to Daring Made, the podcast that revolutionizes the way you think about growing your business and brand. I'm Sasha Fedunchek, your host, a serial entrepreneur, ex-corporate marketing director, and multiple six-figure agency owner. I'm bringing you daring perspectives and deep insights to create an iconic brand and sustainable, profitable business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and equipped with the tools you need to make the impact you've always wanted. We don't just dream big here, we dare bigger. Let's get into it. Welcome to the first official episode for Daring Made. I basically want to give you a rundown of why the heck you should even listen to me. What makes me remotely qualified to talk to you about branding, marketing, building a business, any of So here's the thing. I am not a spring chicken. I've been in branding and marketing for well over a decade, about almost 15 years. So I'm not going to bore you with my long Resume, like look me up on LinkedIn. You can see all of the things that I've done. But I do want to start my entrepreneurial journeys beginning around 2018, 2019, because I think one thing I'd love to give you, if you don't already have it, is the permission to figure out who you are through the process of building your business. And you know, there's a lot of things that you're going to hear on this podcast about kind of taking your business seriously and doing all of these things for business growth and strategy and finances and becoming a CEO and all of that. But at the end of the day, we're all humans trying to figure ourselves out, trying to figure out who we are. And I think there has been no bigger motivator to my own personal development and personal growth than actual professional development, like starting a business. So let's take it back. Long story short, I got my degrees in communication, anthropology. I love people. I love studying people. I worked for a year in corporate. I went back. I got my master's degree in rhetorical communication, the study of influence. Loved the idea of really understanding how people connect to one another, how they influence one another at the biggest scale of like political figures and media, also like one to one, right? So, like I said, you can check out my LinkedIn for the rest of my work history, but I've always had a corporate career in communications and marketing. I left in late 2018. At that point, I had Risen the ranks to a uh, corporate marketing director at this global inside sales customer success company. It was honestly a very sweet gig, and I really did love my time there. But I started to really feel disconnected. My first taste into entrepreneurism, if you will, was around that time. Somehow, this is like so embarrassing to admit. I literally never talk about this because it is so embarrassing. But I somehow got roped into slinging ketones, into an MLM, selling these like powdery drinks. And when I tell you, I want to throw up and punch myself in the face every time a Facebook memory comes up and shows me the stupid shit I was saying like six years ago. But what was really interesting about that experience was it was my first taste of like make money, not just Growing in the corporate world, right? I'm a big education nerd, I love school. I love you know that external validation of constantly getting promotions and getting A's and all of that kind of thing. So I did rise pretty quickly to that director level corporate corner office, you know, high six figure salary, incredible bonus, all of that like before I was thirty, working with global executives. But there was something off about it to me, and I will tell you, there comes a point to when you're know you the only woman in a room (laughs) with a full sleeve of tattoos with other men, and at that point, you do kind of have to decide how do you want to show up. And again, I was not even 30 yet. I didn't have children. I wasn't even married. At that point, I was like, I don't want to be quite this buttoned up yet, and so I wanted to kind of figure myself out and do my own thing, so... I slung those ketones for a minute, realized that whole thing is definitely not for me, the MLM life. And at that point, I had some personal things go on. We were living in Portland, Maine at the time. My two younger brothers got in this car accident. So we decided we had to move closer to family. We moved to Philadelphia and I dabbled back into corporate for a couple of months until I was like, no, 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 this definitely is not for me. At that point, point I had also completed a year long program through IPAC which is the Institute for Professional Excellence in Coaching it's very fancy it cost me a fancy $15,000 and this isn't some like random business coach online saying like get your coaching certification it really is an accredited program it's like the harvard of coaching business schools and I thought I wanted to be a coach for women with perfectionism turns out your girl could not beat the perfectionism on her own so coaching other women to help them through that didn't really feel ethical, like it made sense. So I pivoted again. Like I said, I went back into corporate for just a short period of time and I'll never forget living in Philly, hating the hour-long commute back and forth to my job, a night out with my girlfriends. One of my girls said, have you ever heard about mobile spray tanning? And I thought, what? What are you talking about? No, no. I don't even get spray tans. And so she started telling me this story about this girl who came to her house and gave her a spray tan. And oh my gosh, she's so successful. And I thought, hold on, something piqued my interest in it. And I started researching this girl's company and just this idea of mobile spray tanning and what would it take to get into spray tanning. I always loved beauty, but I was never like a beauty girl. Like I, you know, obviously didn't go to school for any of that. Everything was just kind of like things that I liked in terms of, you know, what I did. So I never went to school for any of that. But as it turns out, you don't need a lot of certifications to go into spray tanning. But knowing me, the nerd that I am, I spent months listening to every single podcast I could find on spray tanning. I took a bus to New York to get trained by a spray tan company. I did multiple online courses before I quit my job. And I was like, I'm going all in. I'm starting Vacay Beauty. So I started this mobile spray tan company and I had seen what other people were doing. And I knew that with my experience in communications and marketing, in branding, that I could create a brand from the get-go. So when I tell you I really did my own version of a brand strategy before I ever did this for any client or anything, I figured out what is my positioning? What makes me unique? what does VK Beauty stand for? Why is it not just spray tans with Sasha? I did a couple of DIY photo shoots of myself. I spray tanned my best friends and did some photo shoots with them. I did my own branding. I had learned already at that point how to do websites. So I did my website and my very first kind of public Outreach visibility effort was a micro influencer event that I paid for out of pocket. Obviously, I got this like $500 hotel room. When I tell you, I was sweating bullets the entire time, just nervous, praying that it worked out. I invited almost a dozen uh, micro influencers from the Philadelphia area, gave them all free spray tans. I had champagne and snacks. I had a photographer friend there taking photos to create all of this buzz. And it worked like crazy. Within six months, I was opening my storefront literally in Philadelphia in one of the like neighborhoods. It's called Manionk, literally right on Main Street, painting my storefront pink and redoing the entire interior. And it was wildly successful, wildly profitable. I was having just best time. Of course, it was still hard work, but everything was just on the up and up. And in February, at that point, I was so busy. I was hiring a social media person. I was hiring someone like staff to support me, thinking I was going to open up a second location before the end of the year. Meanwhile, this is literally like within one year of being open. And then we all know what happened in March 2020. So, literally, the day before the world shut down with COVID and all that kind of stuff. I was in the ER for an emergency DNC for my first miscarriage that I had at nine weeks. And there was so much bleeding and my body would not clot that I literally had like fear or scare of having a blood transfusion. It was terrifying. And then the next day, and I wasn't even in anywhere around like our local like my OBGYN, I was actually visiting my mom at the time. And so I had to go to the ER there about two hours away. And then the next day, it was like the world is shut down. So I was like, okay, I just lost my baby. <laughs> I just lost my business. But one thing I did not lose is my resilience. And one thing I didn't mention is I'm actually an immigrant. We came over from the Soviet Union when I was really young. And, you know, definitely live that typical immigrant life. Very little money, very little resources. No family, no support. And so learning to survive and learning to keep going is something that has just been part of my DNA since I've been about four years old. And being fiercely protective of my family and just continuing to get up no matter what came at me is just part of what I do, I guess, who I am. So I did not let the fact that, you know, I couldn't spray tan anyone or that I had just gone through this traumatic experience get me down. And so what I ended up doing was figuring out a plan of how to sell retail. And that month, March into April, and even into May, I sold just as much retail as I had done in services because of the hustle. I was pouring solution into these little bottles. I was shipping solution. I was shipping mousses. I was shipping all sorts of spray tan products and jewelry that I sold in the shop to customers. I had already had hundreds of people on my email list. I had already well over a thousand unique customers. So, you know, people were down to support and I had really built a community. I had done tons of social media engagement. Like I said, influencer events, real life events. And that really was such an incredible learning experience. And I think something that I want to make sure is in any brand I create or any buddy that we support through Daring House or Daring Made, which are our two companies, obviously the podcast you're listening to, and then Daring House is our business growth advisory and marketing agency, is the importance of community as a brand builder and a founder. That was my first taste of how powerful it can be, not only for your pocket, but really for you know the sustainability of your business. Okay, so I digress. So what happened after that? The world opened up and I was pregnant again, which is a great, beautiful thing, except for the fact that I was just too terrified to spray tan, you know, wearing a mask, thinking about who's gonna be coming into the studio, this and that, you know, fear of losing the baby again. I made the really difficult decision to close the storefront about a year after I had opened it and we actually left the Philadelphia area we moved to the suburbs. And at that point, I was like, what do I do now? And I realized, you know, I had, I wouldn't say a love for spray tanning, but I had seen what I was able to build through my knowledge of branding and marketing. And I had gotten kind of a reputation for having a unique eye for things in the spray tan community and the local beauty community. And so I said, why don't I just do what I did for myself and create fast, incredible success for other businesses? And so that's what I did. I opened, I don't even want to say it was like a full agency or anything. It was just me kind of freelancing and I called it Fierce Boss. (laughs) Well, Fierce Boss Co. It was so girl bossy and so just pink and red and you go girl. And I want to also throw up thinking about it, but it was, you know, this was 2020. So the girl boss thing was like still a thing. And I did that for a few months. I had a couple of clients, you know, definitely made some money while we were renovating our house and preparing for the birth of my daughter. Then I kind of just shut it all down while I was on quote unquote maternity leave, which by the way, you don't pay yourself when you're on maternity leave, when you're just a freelancer. And after my daughter was about eight weeks old, I said, okay, I want to come back to this, but I need to do this in a more strategic way. And that's when I made the shift to Daring Creative. So I really launched into the story, I guess my background without even really telling you about Daring Maid, Daring House, Daring Creative, this whole family. So I'll talk about that now. So for two and a half years, I had Daring Creative branding agency. We also dabbled in social media We social media marketing, some email marketing, but our primary focus was brand strategy, brand design, and website design. And in two and a half years, we worked with over 150 small businesses, which is insane to actually calculate that as a team of pretty much, if not one, one plus some part-time contractors. It's a lot of workload, you guys. And I'm definitely going to be talking about Lessons I learned, huge mistakes I made, all sorts of things in the last three years and kind of what got me here. But at the end of the day, you know, I really have to count my blessings and I say it's luck, but it's also skill that we grew to literally a six-figure agency within the first year. And this is working part time. So from March 2021 to March 2022, I had hit over six figures in revenue and that was essentially by myself the first year and then the second year we were multiple six figure agency I was still with you know one or two part time contractors which is incredible and i will admit this was with very low pricing this is not the same model that we're running with daring house right now this was also with pretty much no marketing effort i would say like the one month that i actually put some effort into my marketing i closed like 60k in that month and then the other months i was too busy doing client work But luckily, because of our incredible referral network, so many of which were in the beauty service industry, in the beauty space, you know, the clients kept coming. And that was all great and amazing. And a lot of people are like, why would you close that down to kind of start two new things? But there was something really pivotal. There was something really important, I guess, that happened really this summer is I started to feel a disconnect from our clients. And it's not to say that I didn't love our clients. It's not to say that I'm not grateful for the opportunities of the people who have trusted us to help them with their brands. But as I started to go deeper into brand strategy, into marketing, as I kind of started going back to my roots into influence and thinking about wanting to work with bigger companies, because I hadn't really set the stage over the last three years to work with those companies and I was just working with a lot of solopreneurs, people just starting their business with really minimal budgets and just saying yes to pretty much anything that came my way, I kind of screwed myself in terms of not paying enough attention to my own company and pouring everything into our clients. So this summer, I decided like, I can't keep doing that because I want to eventually step away from the business, spend more time with my family, and be able to kind of live life. Honestly, this year I haven't worked as much and financially we're still on par with where we were last year, which is great. But I want to create even bigger opportunities like within our company and for the clients that we work with. So I started to see things like, you know, branding projects that clients would invest in or website projects and then they would do nothing with them or their plans would change. And all of a sudden they'd be on a different business idea. And there was something to me that just started to feel almost unethical. Like why are you guys spending this money and then not doing anything with it? And it wasn't really my place to be like, you know, the detective to be like, what's exactly your plan? And what are you going to do? Right? Like if someone wanted a great branding and website and they wanted to work with us, I would say, sure. Great. Awesome. Let's do it. But I don't know. I really don't know how to explain it besides the fact that like it started to feel just uncomfortable. And the reality is too, is if we're working on branding projects or website projects and then our clients aren't doing anything and their businesses aren't thriving, it doesn't look good on us. And I realized the importance of case studies and, you know, standing with businesses that have that ambition and that desire to take action and show up and push forward and, you know, they really want a strategic partner and not just someone who's going to make a nice design for them and then like F off. And so there started to become a disconnect between the clients that we had and the clients I felt, you know, we could really serve at a much deeper level, which is the number one reason that we closed Daring Creative officially earlier this month and launched Daring House and Daring Maid. So the point of Daring House is to continue to offer branding, website, marketing, but we're also partnered with actually my husband, who is our CFO and our business strategy expert to say, beyond just branding, let's figure out what is your plan for this business. So everything we do for you from a branding, from a marketing, from a visual, you know, whether it's a photo shoot, a video shoot, helps you achieve your business goals. Otherwise, what's the point? And I think this became so important to me because as I've been doing things in my own business, I'm always thinking about the bigger picture. And in reality, that's why when I decide to do something, it ends up kind of just coming to me and feeling pretty simple. Like I haven't lost a ton of sleep over our own marketing or branding or anything because I know how to connect the dots, but a lot of people don't have that support. They don't have the same experience. And so we created Daring House to be able to offer that to founders, people with big visions who want to have massive market influence, even if they don't want to be, you know, the number one in this space, they certainly don't want to spend five years trying to DIY it and figure it out themselves. Daring Made, what you're listening to this podcast and digital resource hub, is for those early and emerging entrepreneurs, potentially like yourself, if you're listening who you know you don't need a fifteen or twenty thousand dollar website or branding project. You don't need this crazy elaborate business strategy because what you need is a couple of years to figure it out. Like if I was, if I saw myself the girl, the woman who started Fierce Boss, I would tell her, do not work with Daring House. Figure your shit out for three years when you know where you want to go and you need like true expert support and guidance and quality work of people who give a crap and aren't just there to collect your money and peace out, then hire Daring House. But I think you need those couple of years to really figure out who am I? Where do I want to go? What do I like? What don't I like? You know, you kind of end up serving everyone in your business, no matter what kind of business you have, until you really figure out what feels right for you. Even if you want to sell your business eventually, even if you're using your business to kind of create capital to invest in something else, you know, if you left the corporate world or working for someone else to work for yourself, you certainly don't want to find yourself in that position of like hating what you do every day, right? So it's important that you take that time to figure it out. Okay, so back to Daring Made. We're a podcast here, obviously providing you with tons of stories and education and as much free information as possible because let me tell you, I am one of the most freaking plugged in people. <laughs> I spend all my time, unfortunately, either being a mom or um thinking about my business. Not unfortunately that I'm a mom, but just unfortunately, like I don't have many other hobbies or things going on. I'll be honest with you. And I'm hoping to change that, be very transparent on this podcast that, you know, I have been working and thinking about work a lot the last couple of years. But it is what I'm passionate about. Because of that passion, I've seen a lot. I've hired a lot. I've fired a lot. I've sought out experts who have turned out to be not so expert. (laughs) I've sought out mentors who have turned out to kind of care more about themselves than really being there for other people. And so in all of these things that I've kind of gone through, I've wanted to create an experience where you don't have the same experience you don't feel like listening to daring maid or investing in yourself through a daring maid product or working with us through daring house is a mistake it's only something that kind of pushes you forward and so that's why i decided to work even harder and have two companies no i'm kidding i'm hoping our systems and things that we put in place make this transition really really seamless However, I will talk on a future episode that, you know, a transition is a transition and it's not perfect and it's doesn't mean that, you know, things will remain the same, I guess. Like there is a growing period when you close something down and start something new. So that's my story, you guys. Hopefully you get some insight there about me, about, you know, what I've created here, about why you should continue to listen to Daring Maid. I hope that, you know, everything that you kind of hear here only helps you to learn more about yourself, you know, potentially challenge some of the vanilla basic stuff you hear online, help you to clear the clutter in your mind, and also just inspire you to be part of a community of really ambitious, audacious action takers who are you know, excited to change the world because with every one of our businesses, I, I really believe this, especially for women, when we're able to create the lives we want for ourselves and the confidence and having that community and impacting that community, you know, we impact our families. We impact our children. We really impact the world in such a bigger domino way, but I'm so excited for what's to come. In the next couple of episodes, you're going to hear about some really foundational concepts that will hopefully make marketing, branding, selling and growing your business just simpler because I promise you, if we clear the clutter and cut out a lot of the noise that we hear especially online in the last couple of years, you will see how much easier it really is to connect with people influence people to buy your products or services and grow a thriving, profitable, successful business. All right, guys, I'm out. I've got to go figure out dinner and take care of my toddler and check in on my dog, but I will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for giving this episode a listen. If you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to take a moment to rate or review us. You can also share us on social media. Take a screenshot of this episode and tag at DaringMade. We will happily personally thank you for sharing us with your friends. Also, don't forget to check out daringmade.com for a whole library of incredible free digital resources for entrepreneurs just like you. We'll catch you in the next episode.